You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Sunday and the weekend's games. A wacky fantasy weekend. It was a <laughs> nutso fantasy. I yeah. texted you at one point. Uh, I, we were like in the fourth quarter of Sunday's games. I'm like, oh boy, we really hit the, yeah, hit the right, jackpot right, right. this weekend on these DFS lines. We we did really as we expected with our Saturday lineup, and then um, I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little here on on public radio. Go ahead. One of the texts before that though. Reminded me of the gambler at, <laughs> at the craps table that just, I think it was something along the lines of, this DFS stuff is just too, too easy. Too yeah. easy, yeah. Too uh, easy. Yeah. Boy, this is, this Vegas place, they're just giving away money. Um, <laughs> it didn't quite go that way. It, it did not. Last, uh, what, three minutes of play of Chiefs versus Bills. I mean, you have Gabe Dale, you know, you won. You, whatever yeah, happened right. other than that, as long as you were – well, some here's the thing. Lineup. If you look at it, I, I played our Saturday lineup in three different contests. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so two were double-ups, mm-hmm. which I won in both of those. Gotcha. The third one, I entered it into a classic uh, top prize. It was a $10,000 contest. Top prize was $1,000. Okay. So we had the same amount of points in that one. In those okay. three right, contests. Yeah, sure, the exact same lineup, right. Finished in the money in the two double-ups. Okay. And you've done well with those. We've yeah. done well with okay. those, yeah. The the uh, single entry one finished in 136th place. The top 100 paid out. Oh wow! Okay. So again, with that same lineup that won in the double up, would you have been happy just to double your money? Absolutely. Of course, of course. Ab- absolutely. It, it was you know we had it was Burrow, uh, a quarterback AJ Dillon at running back. He got hurt. But he he got scored hurt, a touchdown right. before that. Derrick Henry was eh. Yeah, not great. 62 yards, I think. And Lazard. Uh, just killer, right? had, what you know, they just didn't throw not throw a lot of fancy team. production that game, period. But AJ Brown, that was a hit. T Higgins, perfectly Strong. fine. Yeah, CJ Azoma, good perfect, enough, yeah, perfectly right, right. fine. For what you're for. Seven for 71. Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams was Devontae Adams, not not a great yeah, game but, for him. I mean, his if he his gets in the end zone, where if we finish sure. in the money, sure. But and then the uh, Bengals defense was solid. Real good, yeah. I mean, we'd have been better off starting a Titans defense. But I'd say I think the Titans were the one to own. We had nine back. sacks, for God's sake. Sack, even though they lost. <laughs> and an interception. Yeah. Uh, but still, eight points out of the defense is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, finished in the money in two contests, didn't in the third. Uh, it goes back to that, you know, I, I keep saying, play the play the, just the double-ups. I don't even know why I threw it. I just threw the money in there just to, mm-hmm. I'm gonna we're going to win these other ones. I'm going to take a shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Start, to get, start to get a little hot there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of people, I'm sure, owned Mahomes and Allen, and they came through in a huge way, as did Cooper Cup. Um, first first good, really good showing by Tyreek in a while, too. I yeah. think that's encouraging. You know, we'll think about him for next week. Um, well, listen to this line. Okay. Okay. So I scored uh, 162 points, 162.06 in this okay. contest. Which you almost always wins money, right? Oh, good yeah, lord. Yeah, 162 that's, points that's should great, get you in the money. Right. This is in a double up. 
Yeah, so you just have to get 50, it's 50%. Just, just Sunday games only. Mm, okay. So I threw this one together on Sunday morning. I had Josh Allen at quarterback, 40.96 40. points. So he scored like 100 <laughs> fantasy points in the in the playoffs. Tremendous, right? and they lost. And he's yeah. out, yeah. Uh, Real I, quick, I heard that somebody did the stats. Nobody's had more productive back-to-back playoff games in the history of the league than Allen, and he's at home on his couch. He's sitting at home. Yep. I had Jarek McKinnon at 12 mm, points. Nice. That was fine. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, 31.7 points. Yeah, I had the over on his catches. That was done in like yeah. four minutes. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, I went with that one as a cheap option at 3,500, 2.8 points. Yeah, I thought he'd get four. Didn't work out well, but he got four touches. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup at 35.3 points. Went nuts. Went crazy. Yeah. Uh, Odell Beckham at 12.9 points. Nice, solid game. Real solid. Gronk at 12.5 points. Nice, solid game. Good enough, yeah. Devin Singletary at 15 Point one points. Also did enough. Perfectly fine. The Bills' defense got me minus two. I guess, and you were minus probably sitting pretty. I I don't know what defense would have gotten you points yesterday. I'm gonna look at the. So I finished in eleven hundred one thousand one hundred and forty fourth place with that lineup. Wow. I mean, I even had like the Rams defense. Points. The Rams defense. It was really good for three quarters. Yeah, and then. Teams come roaring back. You know, I mean, it's back to our conversation we had in segment one. So I finished. I needed three points to finish in the money. That would have got. That would have won me my money back and a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I finished eighteen points out of winning full money back. Eighteen okay. with one hundred sixty-two uh, points. And you had a good week. Like yeah. you compiled a really good lineup. It's the thing. If you had, if you had Gabe Davis, you won. Yeah, he you had fifty-five point one. Four touchdowns. Fantasy long ones. Nine, right, right, right. Points of Cooper Cup. Like, I wonder, <laughs> is there any way of looking? He was $4,600. Wow. Is there any way of looking who's points in your in uh, big one you did? Like, what's the perfect lineup? That the perfect built? lineup. Okay, so the guy, the guy who won it scored 250.76 points. Which is unheard of, right? It's ridiculous yeah. amount of points. That would probably. Did he have Allen? He's got fire next to everybody's name on here, <laughs> except for Jarek McKinnon and Byron Pringle. And Byron Both Pring- of whom are okay. They, Pringle had 13.9 points, and McKinnon had 12.9. Which is more than you what they cost. I mean, you'll take that <laughs> yeah. for their investment, too. Those are together, your bad guys. Together they cost uh, $9,100, and they got you 25, 25 points. points. And that's a great 26 trade points, all yeah. day long. Right? And he had the Buccaneers defense, which which got him nine points. Mm, okay. Which is better than the minus. If I didn't, if I had that defense in instead of the one that got me minus yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, But he must have hit everything else. He had, he had Allen at 40.96 sure. points. Uh, McKinnon, he had Fournette at 31.7. Yeah, Fournette was better. Davis had 55.1 points. Which is the kid. I mean, I'm sure all the ones at the top had Davis. He had Pringle at yeah. 13.9. Mike Evans at 28.9. I bet a lot of people stayed away with him with the Ramsey factor. He really did come through, but yeah. not much of the Bucks. Tyreek Hill at 30.4.8. He looked like Tyreek again. Kelsey had 23.6. Yeah, wow. Um, last touch. If you look at the ownerships, Allen was 52% owned. Was he really? Yeah. McKinnon was 25.9%. was the most expensive one, I remember. I think he was even more than Oh, that. yeah. He was the most yeah. expensive. Fournette was 3.3% of leagues. He, yeah. you, you had to have him in your lineup. The running backs were thin. Yeah. Davis was 13.8%. Wow. 13.8% of the lineups had him. I think we brushed right over Just him. Just a monster game. Like, didn't jump out at me at all. Um, he's a good player. It'll be the yeah. best game of his life. But I mean, <laughs> you know, right. never have another game like that. Right? Nobody will. Nobody else has. No. Right. He had right, four right, touchdowns right. in a playoff game. It's never been done before. But oh, by the way, Diggs had like three for twelve. Three for yeah. If you had Diggs like in your lineup, you you were sunk. Yeah. 
Uh, Pringle was owned in 24.5% of the leagues. Wow. Pretty big number. Uh, Mike, he's really their three, though. Like yeah. He's ahead of Robinson and yeah. you know, I think even Hardman. Evans was owned in 30% of the league. So people didn't, super, they didn't shy away from him a lot. No, I guess. So. I guess he's a brand-name guy and the only show in town for them. Yeah. You know? Kelsey was 32.9% owned. Makes sense. Uh, Hill was 45.2%. And oh. the Buccaneers' defense was 23.8%, which is a little less than, than mm. 25%, which there were four defenses playing. Yeah, right, right. So they, so were, they were probably pretty well equal yeah. out. Okay. I'm just looking here that the finished second at 243.76 points. Allen, Singletary, Fournette, Hill, Davis. Higby at, at tight end was 9.1 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCole Hardman at 6.4% ownership got you 12.7 points at 3900 bucks. Okay. That would have been a nice pivot for us off, off of uh, Isaiah McKenzie. I got a little exercise for us to do here. Okay. Since we're only doing shows this week, you know, we'll kind of look ahead a little. But the Chiefs, do you trust any of these guys as for what they'll probably cost? Edwards, Alaire, McKinnon, Hardman, or Pringle? Do you think any of them are usable or interest you? Pringle does. Hardman, Hardman got legit. two touches in that game. Yeah, he looked two touches. Out of a can yeah. in the one, but no I'm kidding. Not a Hardman believer. Yeah, that's that's kind of what he does. Yeah, um, I think Pringle's more consistent than he is, without a doubt. And that's why I was going to kind of compare those two and the two backs. I thought Edward Solaire looked good. Yeah. I mean, so I think he's useful. If one of those two is pretty cheap, I think they're not a terrible you know, purchase. I'm not taking Edward Solaire as a fantasy player I bet his where he values. went this year. Oh, no. no not at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm thinking about for this upcoming week. This upcoming week? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, mean, I think where, he's useful. Right. It, you know, I, I think he got used just enough, but not enough to mm-hmm. push his price to over 6000 Do you think he's more expensive than McKinnon? I'll bet he is because he was more. He's a more of a brand name. Yeah, you know, it makes sense. I'll bet McKinnon. They're probably like right next to each other this, mm-hmm. this week's rankings. Those those will be coming out here. I think probably yeah. in the next couple of days. Probably like, t- probably very, by tomorrow. There's only four tight ends. There's only four quarterbacks. Like I think Azuma is okay. I mean, he's he'll, part of the offense. He'll be the cheapest. He'll be the cheapest, and he's not terrible. I mean, I kind of trust him more than I'm cheaper. Mm, I'd rather I'd, I'd pay more for Higby than I would Azuma. Yeah, I mean yeah, Hig- Higby I was four thousand. This week he had four catches for fifty-one yards. Okay, so like the event, I'm just thinking who are some, who. I guess what I'm trying to do here is who's next round's Gabe. This, mm. and that's that's why I was bringing up Pringle. Might be Azoma, Pringle. You know, um, Tyler Johnson, Van Jefferson. Tyler or no, he's John, he's, he's out. In, yeah. He's out. What am I saying? Um, yeah, Van Jefferson. That lower end guy. Are, it's the same guys get the ball for the Niners. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think it's. Yeah, it's finding those bargains. Like it's gonna be, dudes. it's gonna be difficult to. I know who's the next one that's gonna win when we when we get here here next Monday. Who's the guy that? Wow, you know, if you owned him, you won big. I mean, that, that was kind of what I was thinking. It was or even just the bargain guy that gets you ten points that you weren't expecting. You know, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. You know, one one of the Sony Michelle or Jeff Wilson or somebody like that that gets more touches than we thought. Or it could know, be somebody in that. Or, in that San Francisco backfield because they. That's what I was thinking. It yeah. was maybe a random niner back. Um, Pringle seems like a good one to me. Though. Pringle's, yeah. I think he's a part of the offense, but he's not a huge name. He probably is a pretty decent bargain you know, on a short slate. You know, not a lot to pick from. Yeah, that, I'll have to look back at mm-hmm. you know what some of these guys like Higby did against uh, San Francisco. Higby against San Francisco was actually pretty good. Was he? Uh, he had that s- defense is good. He had six for fifty-five and two touchdowns when they met in Week Eighteen. Okay. 
So that's not that long ago. Right, right, right. First game of the year against them, he had. Did he play in that game? I mean, they have good linebackers and safeties there. I don't know what they are. Oh, he had uh, the first time against them. He had uh, five, three for twenty, but one of them was a touchdown. So he had oh, three, three touchdowns in two games against the Niners. He's been really instrumental in their offense. Every I think he's been a little underrated for fantasy in general, and even like next year, I'll probably have him like in my top twelve. Yeah. He's fine, you know, but he's cheap. I mean, I'm, you're not going to hit a home run. He's not the next Waller or, right. you know, Kittle that comes from nowhere. But Boy, he had that stretch two years ago where he was like, he had that those four, guys. four or five game stretch <laughs> where he was a monster. But yeah. Do you trust Odell on that offense? I do now. I do. I yeah. think he fits and they know what he's doing and they throw him football. Stafford and, looks for him. Yeah. And he makes plays. Who do you think will be the lowest rated quarterback? It would be Jimmy, right? Yeah. Has to be Jimmy. Has to be, yeah. With who? I guess the question is who's cheaper, Burrow or Stafford? I'm going to bet Stafford. I was going to, too. Burrow will run a little more, but that's not much of a determining factor. I just think that they're kind of similar. I think the Rams will run more than the Bengals. Yeah. So I bet Burrow has more attempts. Probably better weapons, but comparable. Yeah. The most expensive player will be Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. So how would you rank the tight ends? Kelsey won. Kelsey won. Kittle. Yeah, Higby, Zoma. Zoma. That's yeah. probably pretty easy. Yeah. How about the defenses? Ooh. I don't want any of them. But <laughs> I think the Niners is the best defense. I don't know. Rams I, would, I, think the Rams, I think the Rams will be the most expensive. They're at home. Yeah. But I the Rams don't do well against the Niners. They don't. But they're probably the most expensive defense. Yeah. I would think the Bengals are the cheapest. Yeah. To no fault of their own. Right. The They're playing in Kansas City. And, yeah. We've seen know. how that goes for anyone that plays the Chiefs lately. Interesting. That'd be, that'd be kind of, we'll look at that Wednesday, I guess. Yeah. I'll bet, you, I'll, I'll bet you the the two NFC defenses are ranked one and two I was in terms of price, too. and then and then it'll be the two AFC defenses. I, mean, I haven't even seen the spreads yet or the over-under in that game. How the Bengals it's, I did see the spreads last night. I think it was uh, the Bengals are seven-point underdogs, six-and-a-half, seven-point underdogs, okay. and the Rams uh, – Niners is like three. Rams are favored? Yeah. I think the Niners have won quite a few in a row, though, against them. I mean, Shanny has McVay's number since they've been there. I don't know. But it's home, and they're the better team, and they're yeah. the higher seed. And, you know, right. And they, strangely, the, the Rams could host the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. You know, like Never leave home. It's never been done before. Never been done before. They just yeah. kind of stay there. It's both going to be good games. A lot of, a lot of fantasy production to, to mine from both of them as well. Yeah, let's talk about Crazy the weekend. Though. Let's talk about the other subject that uh, is now hot on everybody's lips. Yeah, the overtime situation. Yeah, in the well, I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to bring that up to you too. Um, we talked about it a couple you had weeks some ideas ago. I don't. Yeah, disagree with. I know. I've been asked this since I've been in the media. You know, how, how would you fix NFL overtime? And I avoid it every time and say, I know I don't know. You know, I haven't come up with an idea that is all organically from me that I love and I'm going to stand on the table for, nor have I heard one that I think is the, boom, that's the answer. You nailed it. You know, I, I would never, I haven't heard that yet. But I think one thing that I would like to see is I'm, if leave the regular season as is, fine, whatever. You know, I don't think you want those guys playing a ton. Right. But I do think in the playoffs – you can't decide a playoff game by a coin flip. That has to change. Yeah, that's where I was going to. Is I think you have to play a full quarter, and if it's you know tied again, then you play another full quarter. 
I just think you treat the fourth quarter of a tie playoff game like that's halftime. Yeah. And you, and you, you, you play a full quarter no matter what. And if by chance you can eat up a full quarter without the other team getting on the field, which never is going to happen. You're not going to have a 15-minute drive. <laughs> so be it. You know? But I think you play a full quarter and the whistle blows at 15 minutes. and Even if you cut it to a 10-minute quarter. That would be fine, That's too. what you do in a regular season. Okay, cut it to 10 minutes. If somebody holds the ball for eight mm-hmm. of it and scores, okay, well, the other team at least still gets a chance. Yeah. Not to, you know, if, again, we, we mentioned it in the previous segment. That game... By the fourth quarter, both of those quarterbacks had figured out they're going to score every time. They were going. Mm-hmm. They had shown that in the last two minutes of the game, mm-hmm. when they scored three touchdowns in the last two minutes. So, with that line of thinking, I mean, last night's game was not the average playoff game, let alone the average NFL game. And you know, those those quarterbacks are rare, rare, you know, players. Would the players' association have a problem the way I said it? You know, the the hockey theory of this thing could go to six overtimes. You know what I mean? Probably. It's less likely to happen than in hockey, where hockey yeah. the first goal wins. But sometimes you see these games that go six overtimes in the playoffs. But if by chance, every time they get the ball, they get seven, and then the Bills get seven, and the Chiefs get seven, and the quarter ends, and you've played 75 minutes of football, and it's still tied, and you're going to play another 15 on top of that, do you think the players would be like, Where's the player safety here? Well, I, th- you know? I think you could also go to a situation. Those defenses were dead. You could also go to a situation like the uh, semi like the college rule, mm-hmm. where if you choose the ball to start the overtime, yeah, and you get down to score, both teams should get the ball, get an opportunity to do so. I do think fair ups is, but then it flips. So if you got yeah, the ball yeah, yeah. and it goes to sudden death in the second overtime, yeah, you're still getting an opportunity to stop the other team. Right, 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 right. Exactly. At least you. And both offenses and both offenses got opportunities. They both get at least get one. Yeah, you know, Allen doesn't just sit there on the sidelines, helpless. It just shouldn't be a matter of well, you won the coin flip to start overtime and you go down a score and game's Mm -hmm. over. No, no. The other is that's too random. One of my favorite suggestions you had last week before we even saw this craziness was the opening uh, coin flip also determined. So it would factor in, do I really care if I get it first or in the second half? Or if this thing goes to overtime, do I just want to make sure I get it then? So you'd know going into it, and you might treat the fourth quarter differently going, I'm not getting the ball in overtime. Right. i got to do something. Got to do something here. here. Right, right, they've right. got the ball to start overtime because of what happened previously. I might have to send an eight-man blitz on the last one. Or I might go for you know, two here. I might have to go for two here. Or yeah. Make sure it doesn't go to overtime. You know? Yeah, right, exactly. Like Instead of exchanging sevens, I'm going to throw a six or an eight in there to make sure this thing doesn't go to overtime. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like that. At least you'd know before 60 minutes expired who's going to get the ball in overtime because was, you picked it. Yeah. There was one other decision I wanted to talk about, and it was on the – was it the Rams' first touchdown? No, it was the, the Titans' first touchdown okay. yesterday on Saturday. The, there was a penalty after. There was a penalty after. Yeah. And he decides to go for two in that situation early in the in – the, it's, in the, in the it's in early in the game – I think he would have had the lead. They wouldn't go to. They could go to. Either they don't go to overtime, mm-hmm. or you force the Bengals to then go for two at some point during the game to, to tie the score. Yeah. Like, why don't you take the points? The, the points are there. Yep, I agree. And I always hesitate, and people just have to take my word. I'm being honest. That me sitting in my living room, however I watched it and said at the time, I, I'm going to stick with no matter what happens with the results. Put myself in that guy's shoes. 
And I'm like, what are you doing? I would not be doing this. Now. I hate going for two in that kind of like. Yeah. You've you've held the Bengals at that point. I think it was six nothing. I think that's what it I was, was six. Say. It was six nothing. You take the lead. You with take an extra the lead point. with an extra point. They kicked two field goals. Right, right, right. You know, Cincinnati was struggling. They were moving the ball, but they were struggling to in convert. the red zone. Yeah. Right. I just want to be winning at that point. Right. You know, that's that early in the game. You put the pressure on the opponent. You know, he's probably looking at it like, well, at worst, I'm tied. It's not like it's seven nothing. But I thought immediately, I'm like, just take the sure thing here. It's early in the game. Uh, I didn't agree with that. The one I wanted to bring yeah, that up was that was uh, midway through the second quarter. Henry scored on a three-yard run, mm-hmm. and then they ran the two-point conversion. Left it at nine. It's six-six, as opposed to being yeah. up seven-six. The Bengals then go down to kick a field goal to make it nine-six, and then you're you're kind of chasing the rest of the and way. You're kind of chasing the rest of the way, as opposed to taking an early lead. You yeah, know, I, I just thought that theory was better. It's like I want to be winning. They score. Put it this way: they scored with 15 seconds left in the in the uh, third quarter. They would have been up 17-16 at that point. Hmm. Um, and there is a butterfly a, effect. I yeah. mean, would I have made this decision? Right, you right. Know, but still, at the time, I thought it was foolish, and it bit them a little bit, too. Yeah. The other one I wanted to bring up to you, and I'm not going to shy away from it because I wrote it like eight times in my post recap in uh, accusing Tomlin of the same thing, that the Bills made a crucial mistake of not kicking the not ball squib kicking. inbounds. Yeah. And that case to me was more obvious than any of the Tomlin ones I called him out on. And I'd call it in the end of halves or end of the, of the game. The Steelers, to my opinion, kick the ball in the end zone too often who and was, don't start the clock. Who was returning for the Chiefs in that situation? It wasn't Hill, but it was Hardman. It was, it was Hardman. It was somebody scary. Don't yeah. Get me wrong. Yeah. All right. Because I remember I explained it to my 15 year old who knows a thing or two about football. I'm like, they cannot kick this in the end zone. He's like, but, Dad, what if that guy takes it to the house? I'm like, that's scary. Don't get me wrong. But nothing in the world of the NFL right now is scarier than Pat Mahomes. Giving him <laughs> essentially essentially gave him three plays instead of, instead of two. Instead of two. All the, that decision is the difference in one Kansas City snap. Yeah. And one Kansas City snap is the scariest thing in the league. No, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree with that at the time, too. probably doesn't bite you nine out of ten times. But and you can, you can squib kick that enough. Or just even make him field, or it. even a pop-up kick, right. That forces one of the up guys, even if you give it to him at the thirty-five or thirty, mm-hmm. instead of giving it to him you know, deep in the territory. Yeah, I'm not even if, saying you have to pin it on the one. If two seconds tick off the clock, you just have to make the start. That's yeah, all, that's the whole goal of that thing. Don't no, allow a touchdown. The squib kick in that situation actually makes more sense because they can fair catch. True. The pop-up. Kick. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You need to field the ball and make the clock start. Yeah. And. Yeah, it, they could take. It, it could to the go house. out of bounds. That's right, that's right, right, always right, right. a concern too. Right, but I, I think I'd just squib it right down the middle, and preferably a fullback or a tight end falls on it or whatever, you know. Yeah. And there is a chance that they screw it up and fumble too, or they right. they take a penalty offensive, you know, with the, after the kick too. But I mean, it, it, you could you could lose there. They could take it eighty yards to the house. I mean, but still, I just don't want to give Mahomes. If I can take one of his snaps away. I'm doing it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I I didn't have a problem with that. Or yeah, what you're saying there at all at the time either. I thought they should have. Yeah, and I think Ro- was it Romo during the. I game? think Romo said. Yeah, funny because again, you guys have to trust me. But as soon as I said it, Romo said it right after, and he's like, "Oh, good, nice one, Dad." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Dad might know a little bit about what he's talking there, about, right, you right. know. But, but uh, yeah. yeah, those type of things matter. I mean, rarely do they bite you, but. Difference between three and two plays in that game would have been massive. Oh, huge, huge! And uh, but boy, it was just a, again four walk off, four walk off games in a weekend. Yeah, 
and the and the the walk the the walk off nature of Chiefs versus Bills. I mean, when Casey scored with like two minutes left, a lot of the world probably thought it was over, and I'm sure all of us were like, "But they got both these teams have three timeouts. That's not enough." And then they scored with 13 seconds left. At that point, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was over. Right. Yeah, I couldn't believe. I mean, there was some I mean, bad defense by. There was. I mean, they're. Speaking of which, this is probably an off-season conversation. And that game was actually that. still under. At that point, under the total uh, going into the f- it was uh, like fifty-four, I think was the yeah. under. And they and they went way over. Like, <laughs> here's a quick question too, which is a bigger conversation we have time for. But should every team rip the prevent defense chapter out of the playbook? The true prevent Tyreek Hill catch the ball and gain a lot of steam before you actually tackle him. Like, I think. They- Conservative. I think it's. I think it depends on who you're playing. Yeah, you know. I think if it's, but just sitting back in these true prevents and hope they eat clock. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if you're playing Zach Wilson, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Make them execute and yeah. But I mean, if it's Mahomes or Allen or one of these guys, and I, I, you know, Rogers, I I think you need to play your your base defenses. You know, the stuff that there. It doesn't mean you're going to stop them, but allowing them to gain chunks of yards by design. Ain't cutting it. Yeah, no, I agree. Kelsey and uh, by the way, Tyreek Hill should have been called for taunting on his long Absolutely. touchdown. Absolutely. If Absolutely. you're gonna, if the penalty's on the, I don't agree with the penalty, but if it's on the books, yeah, what he did is taunting. It's worse than Brady's taunting. Call Absolutely, after getting hit in the head. Right. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Brady wasn't Brady wasn't taunting. It was I think they. No, I think they, they, that was unsportsmanlike. Okay. They're the same penalty. Right. They're both. This this doing yeah. something to the but ref. Or you owner. can't you can't run up to the ref and start calling them all kinds of names either. <laughs> <laughs> right, just because right, you didn't right. get the call. You didn't get the call. But right, if, right, if, right. if if taunting is going to be on the books, what Tyreek Hill – in fact, I think when you watch the the videos for what they're describing taunting as, mm-hmm. they show Tyreek Hill doing, doing that, that. Doing that. Doing right, that. Right, yeah. And then they don't call it in, in the biggest – Biggest stage. Yeah. Right. And they've been preaching it all year. All year long. have seen way more of it than any of us wanted to see. No, you're right. So I should know this rule, but let's say the flag comes out on a taunt there. Does the touchdown stand, and they, and they do it after? I think I don't think it does. Or does it come back like a hold? Yeah, I think it does. I think the, I, think I think at that the, spot, yeah. I think the touchdown would have been nullified. Yeah, crazy. So a lot of coaching decisions that were big, of course, and they're they're going to be under too much of a magnifying glass, right. and Too much of a microscope, but yeah, you know. that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes to the winners, go to the spoils, and I mean, I don't think, yeah, the Bills coaching staff did a bad job. You know, yeah. Uh, was one decision just ran out of time if we can criticize at the end is that kickoff call but yeah you know, they were a dominant team absolutely i feel bad for bills fans to be honest with you yeah. that's a tough way to lose like it's a tough one to go out one yeah like no tennessee i don't feel as bad it's like your your quarterback got massively outplayed you know this one's like you had a superstar and you know you lost yeah that's going to do it for today's show, though. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air. Again, we won't be back tomorrow. We'll be back yep. on Wednesday. Uh, you can catch the, the drive then. Uh, but I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of Drive on Radio.